Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. This is part two of my interview with Mike Gutierrez, the Director of Appraisals for the Memorabilia Network and longtime autograph guy and appraisal guy. So he's doing a lot of appraisals these days and is on the team there. And when you have a large collection of autograph stuff that was lovingly obtained, a lot of it in the late 70s, early 80s. And like I said, this guy's brother-in-law is my good friend. So I was not aware that he was getting so deep into it. Originally from Dallas, but spent most of his time in Houston. He just got a spectacular collection. But when it's so many autographs, then uh, the authentication aspect, you know, I won't say you go broke doing the authentications, but the authentications can be very expensive. And so being able to have an auction house, if you just put it on yourself on eBay, you're probably going to get clobbered. And as I said, most of the stuff, 95% of it is totally good and very authenticatable, if not already authenticated. You can't slab some of the very large pieces. You've got to get a letter that comes along with it, or sometimes they put a sticker on it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen again. This is an auction that will be over Sunday, November 6th. For the sake of my friend and the family, the heir, I've done a lot of episodes on estate planning and mortality. All of us are going to die eventually, and somebody else is going to have our stuff. And it's nice to have some options for how you can get your stuff into the hands of other people who will appreciate it. And I hope that happens for this Dr. Bob Smalley collection. Thanks for listening. It's a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes that some of you may not be aware of. So, And I learned some things too. So thanks, Mike, and thanks, listeners. And here it is. I got a question for you, and it applies to this collection as well. I'm assuming that way more than 90% was good. Let's say 5% is not good, or it's just questionable. Mm-hmm. What does somebody do with that? Oh. It's not around anymore to justify that, hey, I got that in person, or or Willie was not feeling well that day. And Yeah, and it doesn't look but, like but, all but the other But if it doesn't look yeah. like it, so I'm just wondering, yeah. what do people do when they have questionable or autographs that are even secretarial. Yeah. What's happened? How do you sell them? It might be on a nice item. Does that besmirch the item? Yeah. Unfortunately, in today's market, unless you have letters by the autograph authentication companies, it's impossible to sell. You can try eBay. I know that non-authenticated items do sell there, and some of them at very high values. But it's a funny market, and it has been for a couple dozen years because of fakes. Most people are pretty concerned about that and they want that documentation. DiMaggio, lots of secretarial. So they're not fakes yeah. as much as if you sent to Joe DiMaggio and you got it back and it was from Marie, sister. Marie or somebody. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you do with those? If it's on a card or a magazine cover, do you, can you throw it in the trash? What are you saying, Mike? Because this yeah. item itself still has value. You can't really erase the signature without further defacing the item. I have an answer for that. As with the Joe DiMaggio signatures that are secretarial by his sister that are known, and I would compare that with the Lou Gehrig signatures that were signed by his wife also. They're still sellable. You could try them on eBay, but you'd have to say, this is a secretarial. It was signed by whoever, and it is a known puppy. Of kind of like her. a variant. Kind of yeah. Like a- now, what kind of value are you going to get out of that? Boy, I just don't know. I can't give you a specific like number. Every item would be different because of 
the type of item that it's on, for example. That there might be value there of an old card or an old photo, something that's from that period of time. But well, none of the authenticators slab it with saying it has scribbling on the front. It's signature that's not authenticated. Yeah. And you'd think that's just surface damage. <laughs> but yes, those can still be sold if you have background as to what I was just explaining. Now, if they're fake or you can't tell who it was done by. Oh, same with Babe Ruth. One of his nurses wrote his signature toward the very end. There's still value in those balls and photos. They're just not nowhere near the value of a Babe Ruth signature whatsoever. Basically, you'd keep those for just historic value. Here's a Babe Ruth signature. Here's a Babe Ruth signature by his wife. Here's a Babe Ruth signature by the nurse. It would be more of an authenticator keepsake than anything else. But you never know with collectors. They might want to like that too. Dr. Bob Smalley, yeah. really bright guy, really uh, passionate guy. Did he have good taste in autographs or what? Because I saw it, you've seen it. Yeah. There's a few guys in there I'm thinking, what are you thinking? Because they didn't hit it huge. But for mm-hmm. the most part, he was picking icons and standing yeah. in line for people that nowadays, if you could turn back the clock and time travel, those are the guys you would want to get. I think Dr. Smalley did the right thing that any collector would do. I think he collected not only iconic people, because that's a smart thing to do, but he collected people he liked. Yeah. And that's where the real collector comes in. Yes, I got a Joe DiMaggio and a Mickey Mantle and Ted Williams. But I also got another guy that's a $10 signature or whatever, because I like him just as much. And that's how you accumulate a collection like what he had that shows love and the people that he liked for whatever reason it was. And hopefully that transpires in this auction. If you like autographed stuff of icons, if you love Muhammad Ali, then you want interesting stuff there. Overwhelming. So what is the memorabilia network going to do for an on? This is jumping in with both feet. This is just the start. I can't tell you specifically, but I will tell you, I think the next catalog that comes out is going to have an overwhelming amount of entertainment Uh, memorabilia also that we're currently working with big celebrities and big collections. Most people have no idea the complexity of what an auction house does, or even the complexity of what this Dr. Bob Smalley collection, when it was all amassed one at a time, and then all of a sudden you're sitting back after a lifetime and you're just, okay, now the heirs think, what do I do with this? Yeah. And then you guys brought the truck <laughs> yeah. something, and took back all this stuff and lovingly photographed it and grouped it and authenticated it because you don't want to get bounce backs. You no. don't want people being frustrated about it. You want people to pay top dollar because yeah. they have confidence that it's going to look even better. Are you aware of people coming by to get a firsthand look or a preview? Because some of this stuff, it's museum quality. Yeah, and people will do that. I haven't been to the offices in Burbank uh, for a little bit, but they do have that availability. But it's smart for especially the higher-end Abelia, and uh, it never hurts. Plus, you get to meet the people that are involved, and people will meet uh, the employees there at the Memorabilia Network, and vice versa. Seeing things in person, there's a lot of good things that come out of that. Are you full-time with the Memorabilia Network, or are you just doing freelance stuff with them? or uh, Yeah, I basically do freelance with them, so I'm not full-time, no. Uh, what I'm fairly full-time with is my appraisal business, doing appraisals for cards, memorabilia, rock and roll, musical instruments, entertainment, memorabilia. That's where I've moved to in my 
later years, Jim. <laughs> my friend, it's the executor, was asking me about the estimates. And I said, for the most part, they're lower than mm-hmm. what we hope things will go for. In fact, some things could oh, yeah. be way lower. But what's the strategy on that? Were you involved in that? Because No, not at all. I wasn't involved whatsoever in putting together the lots or the values or the photos or a- anything like that. I just did an overall view initially for material that might not have been passable or good or authentic. And then the rest was left up to them. I'm hoping it goes strong. I do too. I'm a believer in just let's keep doing great stuff and yeah. make the pie bigger. And Harlan's new auction company, it's like restaurants. Is there room yeah. for another restaurant in Dallas, Texas? Yeah. No, unless it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it brings something different and isn't like the one across the street. So I think that's what needs to happen. And it seems like it is that this is it's a very different feel of a catalog. Than, yeah. than most of the others. It's the company mainly is not going to be auction oriented. It's just a service that they offer. And I think what coming out in the next few months about is you're going to see a company that's going to be offering many different services. Like that's- I said, auction is just a way of helping people move material but it's not going to be primarily an auction company. I say this in a nice way, I hope, is that if it's Harlan, he doesn't want it to be. He loves the relationship. And so if he's going to be working with celebrities to assist them in ways that would be helpful to them, provide some fabulous stuff for collectors, there's a niche there because he can trade on his relationships. But having the auction arm and the experts standing by, such as you, I hope that works well. It is. For example, we're going to be doing interviews on video that we'll place on our site with collectors that have longtime collections or specific different types of collections, whether it be sports related, entertainment or otherwise. And we're going to promote on the site with long interviews. That's just one thing. No one else is doing that. Yeah, but they're copycats out there, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Right now, they'll. The funny thing, though, with auction houses and other companies, they don't want to put up with something that isn't bringing them money at the moment. What are you doing to get a consignment? Is really the question that they have to deal with all the time. And we're going to do something a little bit different. It's consistent. Attract. It's consistent with Harlan. I think it is. Relationship first, and then as trust is built, he's wind up doing a whole bunch of things for some of these celebrities over the years, over the decades. Yeah, I've observed him, and he's a hustler, really trying to figure out getting ahead of the curve. And that's why this isn't just another auction house that we're doing. There's going to be a lot of different elements to it, which is very Harlan because he's been a, a guy with one foot in the business and another foot out on his own accord, coming up with his own ideas. And he's going to be putting that on this big plate, which will all be coming out pretty soon. Okay. Are you allowed to bid on anything? Sure. I I could be a bidder. Yeah. There would be no reason for me not, as long as I paid for it. Bidding is a term that's misunderstood. If I were bidding on something, it wouldn't be to bid it up. I want to win something for as cheap as I can win it. Yeah. I'm not going to try to bid it up or to make somebody else pay more. If I made a bid, it meant I want to buy it at that price. Exactly. That's not shill bidding, but no. I have a friend relationship with the consigner or the mm-hmm. consigner entity. 
And I'd be able to, and you ought to be able to bid on stuff for you. You want to buy it for your own? I have. Yeah. And you're right. I put in my initial bids going, hey, I'm willing to bid it, to buy it at this number. No question. And I'm probably okay to buy it at a higher number even too. That's what auctions are about. You were asking me about the estimates and I had nothing to do with that. I personally, when I can sign an item anywhere, I don't care if it's at $100, $1, or $0. Seriously, I think the lower you put it out there, the more money you're going to get in a current... That's my... If it's well-promoted and if it's a nice... Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping the promotion is strong and you get lots of eyeballs on it and some pockets. They could walk away with an instant Sandy Koufax collection. They could have a Sandy Koufax man cave. And you got all these good, these really nice uh, Willie Mays signatures in there too from when he was in better shape. And what is he now? 90, I think? 90-something, yeah. Yeah, and he can't sign anymore. There's going to be good reason for some high numbers. Some high numbers. In this option from the doctor's collection. I hope so. Thanks, Mike Gutierrez. I will see you in Chicago, if not before. And, yeah, you're not, uh, Jim. Keep up the good work. I hope this is a yeah. successful auction for everybody. Because that's yeah. really what happens in the auctions. It needs to be win for the auction house, win for the consigner, and win for the collector. And yeah. it's putting some good stuff out there is really Yeah. Jim, thanks for having me on. It's great to see you again, my yeah, friend. Tell Dan and Harlan to keep hitting it hard, and I'll see them in Chicago probably too. So that'll be yeah. great.